Serious concerns have been raised about anti-COVID vaccination lawyer Sue Gray and the spread of disinformation. So where is the line between personal beliefs and professional conduct or misconduct? Checkpoint is aware of several complaints to the Law Society about Sue Gray, raising concerns about potential breaches of standards and bringing the profession into disrepute. All relate to Ms Gray's comments or posts on her social media and a false claim regarding a COVID-related death. But more than a year on, some have still not been resolved. This week, Ms Gray represented parents who were refusing to let their six-month-old son receive blood from COVID-19 vaccinated donors for life-saving surgery. While joining us now is University of Auckland Law Professor Mark Hennigan, who joins us now. Kia ora, Mark. Kia ora, Lisa. Nice to hear your voice. Tell me, where is this line between someone expressing their personal beliefs, which may indeed be disinformation, and professional misconduct in, in the area of law? Well... Misconduct is defined as follows, Lisa. It says um, it must be uh, conduct that lawyers, you know, reasonable lawyers would think is either disgraceful or dishonourable, or it's a willful and rec- or reckless contravention of the rules. And of course, in the rules, lawyers should always avoid anything that's um, inaccurate or, or wrong. But it has to be willful or reckless, and that requires some sort of state of mind that you're willfully knowing this is misinformation. And I think. To be fair to Sue Gray, and I think we've got to look at both sides of this issue, is that she, I think, probably strongly believes that the information she's providing and the things she's saying are right and that we've all got it, a lot of other people have got it awfully wrong. So that's not so much willful or reckless. Some may say, well, it's reckless, but she she may well argue that um, I've, I've done my research and I've got some others who, who support my view. I mean, there was some evidence given in the court from a, a person from Canada who supported some of the views with regard to using vaccinated blood. So, so you know, it's, it's it's, it's got to be quite serious before you say it's um, uh, misconduct. It's, it's got to be disgraceful, dishonourable, uh, or a willful or reckless contribution of the rules. One of the things that people may not understand is that once the complaint is made to the law society, it doesn't. Autom- there's no power. And this is one of the some people say it should be changed to suspend a lawyer or anything like that. Um, uh, they can still practice until the matter is getting really to the disciplinary tribunal, and it can take some time. In 2015, it took 143 days. To to complete uh, the complaints process. Uh, uh, last count, the, the 2021, the average is 259 days. So it does take time to, to work its way through the system. It has to go through a standing committee and others look at it, then it has to go to the tribunal. And at that point, they can put an interim suspension on the person, but obviously it hasn't reached that point with regard to the Law Society um, complaints. Well, these complainants basically have little idea of where their complaints are in the system. But when you, you give That's us cool. those That's average cool. days, no, right, yeah. Yeah, is, yeah, yeah. Is, is that, I mean, is that really ideal? No, 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 I don't think it is. And I, I, there's a review being done um, uh, with regard to uh, Ron Patterson and others are running a review as to some of these rules that have to be looked at. And I, I'm, I'd be fairly confident they would look at this rule that if there's sufficiently, sufficient evidence, because you, you know, to suspend someone's quite a serious matter, you'd have to have pretty good evidence to suspend them before there's a full hearing before the tribunal, because it's the, you know, the old principle, you've got to be heard fully before you can suspend someone. So it would have to be a, a process whereby people can, if there's sufficient evidence, it would have to be set out what that would require, where someone can't be suspended until the matter is fully, fully heard, because it's a major thing, you're taking away some lively, people's livelihood and various things. But the process does take um, a long time, and, and that, that I can understand the frustration of, of, of people, but that's partly due to the fact that people are entitled to get 
for advice and people prepared prepare their case and the rest of it. Um, but it, it does seem a long time when, uh, obviously, if there's a matter where a lawyer is behaving in a way, and, and I'm not saying it's based on that in any way, this is what people's perception of it is, that, 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 that people feel frustrated that things aren't happening. Mark, tell me, are you ever off duty as an officer of the court? I mean, can you no, sort of say, no, I'm no, saying I, these things in my personal capacity? No, 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 no. It's very clear in the rules. You're never off duty. You're never off duty. I mean, you must not mislead the court when you're in court. You must not mislead the public deliberately or recklessly. But when you're outside the court, if you're a lawyer, it's very clear you're not off duty. That's very, very clear. You can't say, look, I, I, I'm, I'm perfect in court, but I'll, out of court I say whatever I think, and I'm very happy to mislead the public. No, it, it, it's not a double double standard. Um, you have to be consistent in, in, all, in all that you do. Now, there's a difference between misleading and misinformation. It's a matter of the state of mind, I suppose, of the person, because people, even then, the word reckless is, is an interesting one. If you, it, it, it's, it's not as bad as negligence. It, 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 sorry, it's, it's a higher standard of negligence. It requires people to kind of know the risk they're taking by giving this information that it may well be untrue. Now, that's not easy to prove sometimes if a person strongly believes it is true. Really appreciate you joining us this evening. That's uh, University of Auckland law professor Mark Hennehan there.